0: The Holy Gospel, according to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, and the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee, of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two brothers, two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Please pray with me. God of love, God of community, God of action, stir our hearts and stir our minds this morning. Transform our lives and renew our minds through your presence and grace with those who are here and with those who are not. Amen. It's a bit ironic. That the last time I was here with you in December, I preached on a passage in Matthew where John the Baptist proclaimed, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now, almost two months later, here I am again, echoing those same words. But now we're from Jesus' mouth. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. The Holy Spirit works in mysterious ways, doesn't she? I've been thinking a lot about those words from Jesus and John. And on Wednesday evenings at United, we gather and we have a meal and conversation around a topic. And that topic right now is a sermon by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Transform Nonconformists. In this sermon, Pastor King uses a verse from the letter of Romans to describe the need for us to not be conformed by this world but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. His sermon is focused on moving people to not let hate, the discrimination, the division that is sown into the fabric of our society, be the guide for our lives, but be instead transformed and be renewed through our minds, or in other words, to be in a constant state of repentance. If you remember last time I was here, I gave a similar message and explained how repentance is this perpetual state of readiness to challenge our commonplaces and the myths by which we live so that we can change the world. Our society takes practices of alienation, violence, hate, and division for granted. To repent is to always be challenging these practices in our own lives. To repent is to always be renewing our minds, challenging where we may not be seeing God's love shine. To repent is to be transformed every day by the love and by the grace of God's love through following Jesus' call in our lives. And as I said last time, to repent is to return to the right way of thinking and to begin walking the Creator's good road that has come near. So I call on you, Bethesda, again to repent, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. So that as Paul writes, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, there can be agreement among you and nothing that can divide you. Be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. To follow Jesus Christ. But what does it mean to follow Jesus, really, today? We know that in Matthew's Gospel, it was spoken to and written for a Jewish audience. To start this call story here, placing Jesus in Galilee and not Jerusalem, was a theological move against the assumptions of the audience. Even the gospel writers were challenging the assumptions of their day, doing what they could to be living a life of repentance. In that time, to live out one's faith was to bring honor to one's family. And to not pursue a right relationship with God would be dishonorable not only to oneself, but one's family and one's community. If Simon and Peter did not follow that call immediately, they would have surely been rebuked. How dare you seek fish and not your faith? Every time I read this story, though, it's hard not to think of my own. From a very young age, I've always felt that the church was a home away from home for me. And with the help of an amazing youth minister, my eyes were opened to the idea of doing youth ministry myself. And when I toured to what would become the college I would learn and grow at, that same feeling of home returned. It felt like I was supposed to be there. It felt right. Then fast forward to my senior year there, and countless people at that point telling me that I was going to be a pastor, and me constantly telling them, no, I'm not. (laughs) I found myself at the steps of Luther Seminary. And as I toured there, I had that same feeling of home, that same sense of this is where I'm supposed to be. I felt right. So I packed up and began the next step of my journey. Now four years later, in what feels like a lifetime of discernment, I find myself before you here today again, nearing what will hopefully be the ordination into the ELCA. I don't know if you've noticed in my call story, but there was nowhere where Jesus came and told me to stop fishing. There was no bright light of Christ knocking me off my horse as we read in Acts from Saul to Paul's conversion story. There wasn't a divine moment in my call story. Or maybe there was. Every time God called me to something new, there was an inner peace, the sense of home that drew me closer to that call. But what about the countless number of people who kept pushing me to see how God was calling me in my life? They were preaching my outer call to me. It may not have felt as immediate as Simon and Peter or James and John, but when it came time to decide what was next for my life, following that call that God laid before me was the only one that made sense. Now well, maybe you've heard those terms before, external calls and internal calls. Or maybe you're hearing them for the first time today. In either case though, what comes to mind as you think of your own call stories? For those of you who are doctors, what was that internal call like for you? If you're a teacher, who gave you that external call? If you were if you served in our military, how did the Holy Spirit work in your life that led you to that moment for every vocation that we've had that we currently have and that we are moving towards the Holy Spirit is moving with us nudging us internally and calling us externally because the kingdom of heaven is near God is moving in our lives we just have to remember to see it To repent is to renew our minds and to see anew. Turning away from the commonplaces of our society and turn our eyes away from the hate and the division that our society keeps trying to create in our lives. But instead, to look toward the creator of all things who's calling us to follow. To repent is to turn our eyes upon Jesus and follow in his example teaching, preaching, and healing those who we encounter. To see the world through new eyes and to renew our minds and follow Jesus is transformative. When we do not let our lives be conformed by this world and instead call out places of discrimination, of division, of hate, and instead seek peace, seek unity. And seek the love of God that already lives in all of us. Our lives will be transformed. So I ask you again where is God calling you today? How are you living a life of repentance today? God's calling us to us every day, inviting us to drop our nets and follow. Every day, God calls us to fish for people, to seek those who are in need, and to care for those who we encounter. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Christ Jesus is with us. So again, I call on you, people of Bethesda, repent and be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that, as Paul writes, By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, there can be agreement among you, and nothing that can divide you. Be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. To follow Christ Jesus, knowing that God is with you, always, to the end of the age.